On this episode of Quantum Week, May 18th through 24th, 1997. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year and we talk about movies and music and headlines and we are continuing through 1997 in May with Austin Powers and Mbop. That's right. This is the first Austin Powers movie. Yeah. So the inter- what is it? International Man of Mystery is Correct. what it's called. I'm not putting that whole title in the fucking thing. Do I have to put that in the fucking? I think just it's Austin just Powers giant. 1 or Austin Powers. I'll just say or... Austin Powers. Yeah. All right. I won't designate because yeah. Um, yeah, so this is a challenging movie to talk about, and here's why, in my, in my opinion. So, um, it's very different to look at this movie now, in 2020, than it is to look at a movie in 1997. Now, obviously, that's true with everything we see, but it's more the case with this, because it's just so played out. It's a sponge so that has been out. wrung so dry. Yeah. And it's really unfair. I did see this movie when it came out Me too. in May, yep. uh, or June of that year. Uh, I thought it was very enjoyable, very funny, very I enjoyed the first interesting, time. creative. It was a fun look. I was also a teenager. Yeah. Um, and um, so obviously my sensibilities were different too, but I definitely appreciated the originality of it. And then to watch it now, and if, if you watch the first 20 minutes of this movie, every single thing Austin Powers says in the first 20 minutes is a phrase you've heard yep. otherwise. That's like, exactly right. And it's just like, oh shit, like this is, I don't know if any movie, and I'm counting Caddyshack, you know, uh, Ghostbusters, but think about movies that have been quoted to death. I don't think any movie has been quoted more to death, or any character has been quoted more than to Austin death Powers. than Austin Powers. Yeah, a lot of times in the accent too. Yeah, um, it's yeah. That was that's the main issue I had with this. Is it is I it was so boring to me because of all that being played out. And at the time when you watch it, it's Mike Myers, and he's he's like sort of peak Myers where yeah. he's on SN. Or did he just, he, left, he SNL. just left SNL? Yeah, he had a lot of great like sort of memorable characters there were some good sure, cast moments during did. then um and uh, did he do austin powers as a as a character that no. was a, no i didn't okay no nope. uh so you know he and mike myers is a lot of charisma so like he's you know he was fun to watch in 1997 but it's, it's like this was like such a dirge to fucking watch this thing this time so boring because you've just seen it all yeah like you know dr evil you know you've right. heard everything dr evil pretty much as yep. you know lasers with you know uh, cats with or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's like a dolphins with dolphins sea bass with lasers. You know, freaking and one million dollars, one million dollars, yeah, yeah. and and you know you've you know you've heard the you know the innuendos and yeah, it's just it's just so played out. You know, yeah, baby, you know, shagging, yes. you know, all this yeah, stuff right. about shagging and stuff, and it's just like, and it sucks because you know, and this is you know, it was a we do a nostalgia podcast here and I, 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 this show is going to be a little bit meta. I think today mm. between this and, and Hanson yeah, stuff we're going to talk sure. about later. There's a couple of just meta things about it, but you know, usually doing these nostalgia shows, I'm finding this is what episode 63 or something, right? 63. Okay. So I'm finding that with these, it's a lot more enjoyable to talk about things that aren't as popular. Absolutely. So like when we did the sleepers episode. I was super stoked to talk sleepers. Me I really love that movie. Road to Perdition. I really love that movie, but it's not a movie that people talk about a ton. It's not a movie you've heard quoted for the last 20 years to death. It's a movie that, oh, some of these movies that have been kind of forgotten about in time. Next week, we're doing, um, we're doing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Right. Okay. And then we're doing, (laughs) but then we're doing Heist, which is a movie that I really care about and I haven't seen in a long time. No one talks about it. And I'm super amped up to talk about Yeah, there's a lot to say and it's fun to go back in and revisit because it's not something that's like in the zeitgeist so out of control that we're just just in your face all the time where this shit was in your face. Like this run, so from 97, I think 2002 or three was the third one? Yes. So like for a five-year run, you just have this character and it's so popular. The whole the whole series did six hundred million. Right. So it's like it was just in our face. Like that for those five years, you had Austin Powers in your fucking face and all the quotes. And it all depends your age group too. So like uh, Milk Dudley, we had his weather report. Yeah. Uh, last episode, and he made a really good point. I kind of kind of bombed the jokes. I, I didn't read it quite the best way, but he basically his point was like, uh, the, you know, by the end of the summer the Austin Powers quotes were just beaten to death. Yeah. And that's a hundred percent true. Especially if you were of that age, I'm guessing if you are the age between the ages of like nine and you know, 21 at that point, when this movie came out in 97, you heard these things. And this movie was not a big hit. It only made 60, 60 million, yeah. $60 million. Yeah. 
Um, but the problem was everyone who saw it was of that age group, and they they just beat these quotes. And then the other two movies did make substantially more money. Those huge. movies were huge hits. Huge. In fact, those movies made Demi more rich. Oh, right, because she was a producer. Demi was a producer on yeah. these three. And this, I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, she was rich before. She was married to Bruce Willis and all that. Right. But this movie made her independently very, 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 very wealthy. Yeah. You know, and that's how, that, like, we talked about Tom Hanks and uh, my Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, yeah. Uh, last, and I just actually, since that episode came out, I found out that he got back-end money from Forrest Gump. Oh, did he really? Uh, yeah, this just came out this uh, past week. I don't know if you missed this article or not, uh, if you're listening. But I guess what happened was there were a couple scenes, including the one that shot on the uh, the mall yep. in, in Washington, D.C. I remember, yep. And I guess they ran out of money. And Zemeckis and, uh, Zemeckis and Hank said, hey, we'll, we'll pay for this, but we want you know X amount of points in the back end. Right. And this happened with another scene as well. And uh, I think it was Paramount, was it, I believe it was. I think they, you're right. They agreed to it. And then the, the Hank said, this movie made me like, sorry, 30 or 60 million dollars something like that oh, Jesus. on top of what he, what he was getting for, for salary right. right yeah and then obviously he made you know more money producing my big crack regretting as well but but right. the, he says, this movie like changed my lifestyle when this came out not because of the oscar because of the paycheck i got god which damn. is really interesting to think about and yeah this kind of happened with demi Moore. but i mean this movie is this will work let's you know talk about the movie from a second from a movie's perspective Jay Roach directed. It's his first movie he ever directed. And he went on. Jay Roach is not a great director. No, he's not. He did all three of these. And he did the Meet the Parents. Meet, which I fucking hate. See, I don't mind. They're, oh, they're I formulaic. Fucking hate them. I, I, why do you hate them, though? The, I mean, the I don't par- want to get too deep Meet into the it, Parents, but. Meet the Parents. I, I, I actually don't really. I don't like. Um, ben Stiller. Rob oh, De Niro. I, I don't like. Yeah, I don't like De Niro in comedy. Okay. Stiller is hit or miss. There's a couple things that I've liked Stiller in. But I don't like, yeah, uh, no, 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 no. I think they're fine. They're formula. If someone says they don't like, I don't really understand why I'm going to hate them necessarily. Which is bizarre, oh, like bizarre the, take uh, by you, but. You think it is? The fucking, no, I just don't think. I think it's like the water. Someone's saying they hate the, the taste of water. That, it's like, that is not water. That was like fucking piss. It's like mm. they're pissing down my throat. Okay. Strange. <laughs> uh, strange uh, vision there. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, but regardless, we both can agree. Roach is not a, you know, a great no, he's not. Married a beautiful woman, Susanna Hoffs in the Bengals. Smoke oh, really? Show. Yeah. Oh, good for him. Walk like well, an Egyptian. Yeah, best thing he's ever done. married yeah. forever. And she's actually in this movie at the very end in the credits. Oh, really? When they're playing, there's a, if you watch the credits to the end, there is, um, they, they're, they're playing music for some reason. They yeah. were in like a band. Yeah. Uh, the guy from Fountains of Wayne, Adam Schlesinger, yep. is in that as well. He's dead. We talked about him a yep, couple weeks dead, ago. COVID. Dead. Well, I, when this was shot, that's why he was in it. And then, yeah, um, they didn't dig him up and fucking. Right, right. He was alive. <laughs> Reanimate him. And uh, this was in Hall's playing guitar. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, but um, yeah, so Roach is, but I will say having said all that about Roach not being that great, he does a pretty good job here because he's making this look like a 19, late 60s. He is. Actually, the and the, the part that I thought was really cool is in the beginning when they're showing, I think the big, oh, big boy is coming back down to earth. Yeah. Mm, or maybe he was going up. I don't know. They're showing no. uh, the, who the, the general is and the, you see like the, like the film, like it looks like it, it's been cut. Did, did you notice that? Like there's this a, sort of a four panel view where you're seeing like the radar and you're seeing him. I can't remember the, the general's name, that actor, but you've seen him and he's kind of like the typical military okay, guy. Yep. And you'll see like the, 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 the shot kind of flicker and cut looks a lot like it did in the in, 70s. In time, yeah, yeah. And, and so we did a good 60s. job of that. Yeah, it's like the early 60s. That, yeah, uh, yeah, look. yeah, yeah, 60s. But they do a great job, but even the sets like, you'll have like a, a just a, like a, a couple of set pieces and a black backdrop. You say it a lot in the old Batman right, TV show. Right, right, right. Because right. they didn't have any money to, 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 to do the full sets. They just kind of throw a couple pieces in there yeah. and make it work. And he, they do a great job of production design. This movie looks, sure it looks does. great. And yeah. um, that opening scene is The quite, dance scene's cool. It's quite good. Yeah. The dancing, the, yeah. But the opening scene though, when you kind of get introduced to Austin Powers, it's a, it's a musical number. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, credits. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And they, they, it's, that's shot actually pretty well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's well choreographed. It's a fun thing to watch. It's a great introduction to a character that, you know, like I said, become, becomes part of our lives for, you know, seven yeah. years or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, Mike Myers in this movie, he does a great job. He's charismatic. It's just the care. It's not his fault. It's just. Well, it is. He wrote it. So it No, but I mean, like, no, not his fault, like where it's gone. You know what I mean? He didn't, he probably didn't know it was going to be no. quoted a billion no, times. No, 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 no one knew. Um, this is the thing. So I always thought about this when I was watching it. Uh, what if this movie had. This movie costs fifteen million to make. Let's say this movie makes thirty million dollars. Kind of just there's no sequels; just kind of comes and goes. 
I bet I would have enjoyed this a lot more Probably. watching it again. Yep. I would obviously you wouldn't have had all the jokes, telegraph things like that. And you would you no, this would have been like a really fun revisit. Yeah. That's why it's really hard for me to be really critical of this movie because I did enjoy it the first time I saw it. And there are things about it that are enjoyable. Yeah, but you always say you gotta think about it in terms of how you are now as an adult, as a you know, forty year old adult watching this in again 2020. in twenty twenty. And so for me, I can't give it any slack. It's fucking boring. It's not great. I am empathetic to the situation. Like, it's not, you know, it's nobody's fault that fucking this thing was quoted as much as it was. It was nobody's fault. It's just that's the way it went. So I'm empathetic to, empathetic to that, but it's, this is a C-minus movie. I agree. Okay, so then here's the debate. Then people, aren't, aren't, if someone really loves the movie, they're having yeah. All right, great, Chris and Matt. You guys are kind of dogging this movie. Yep. But you guys like fucking Ghostbusters. That gets quoted to death. Why are you guys giving that a pass? Oh, well, that's actually a brilliant fast-paced, amazing script. That's one of the best scripts out there ever. This is not, this does not compare to Ghostbusters. Yeah, I script agree. Wise. The performance is a lot better oh, too. It, it's oh, better no, directed. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, just, it's a better idea too. It's more creative. Way better. Yeah. This is just mocking a period in time. It is. Yeah. And if you watch the joke structure in this movie, it, it actually gets a little annoying. Almost every joke hinges on the idea of something going a bit too far. Right. So, you know, you'll have a scene just kind of stay there a bit too long or someone will repeat the same kind of thing too many times. Yep. Things just kind of get beaten down to a point and then hopefully then it gets beaten down so badly then if you keep beating it, it kind of gets funny again. Right. Which isn't... Doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. It's also not the most sophisticated style of humor and it also is something you just keep hitting that same concept over and over over and and over over again it it was a bit much okay there is one time that that works though and that's the will ferrell the will ferrell's is actually my favorite part of this when he gets fucking you know ejected down into the the tomb of fire and you know you think he's dead and he says says, i'm very badly burned or whatever you shot me you shot me in the arm and like he just doesn't fucking die that's actually that actually made me laugh i think that was the only part that made me laugh it was good now that whole concept a lot of that is really ripped off from monty python yeah they kind of did that best and first yeah where they would kind of take the idea of you know this ridiculous premise and they just keep making it more and more and more and more ridiculous until it reaches a point of like you know peak absurdity which is okay. I think in 2020, we're kind of past that from a comedic standpoint. Doesn't quite work as well. Um, we're a bit more sophisticated or maybe this is the right word. Maybe we're just a bit more just in tune with a different style of comedy. I think so. so. You watch like the Honeymooners now. It doesn't quite work. Not because the Honeymooners isn't funny. It's still it's still funny at its base level, but we don't we expect a certain kind of comedy that Honeymooners can't deliver on because we, we're kind of just past that as a culture. We're kind of past a lot of these jokes now. We are, and it's a lot slower than we're used to with jokes. Like, if you think about this versus Superbad or something, Superbad's yeah. much faster, you know, in the delivery and the back and forth. I know it's, a, like, a different comedy style, but but this is so slow now. It's hard. Like, this joke setup takes so fucking long if they're going to the absurd or, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're taking it past the point. that It takes so long to fucking set that up. It's also a lack of anger in this movie. So mm. what do I mean by that? So, you know... I read one review. It said like the, the anger in the movies, like there's a, there's a darkness to like the naked gun or the airplane. Yes. Those, those movies um, that isn't really present here. And this is obviously done on purpose because this is taking that late sixties um, more ho- mindset. Not even really wholesome, not though. wholesome, yeah. but kind of that free love that, yeah. Um, I don't know that, that style, I guess is, or that, that attitude, that mood that you had in that late sixties entertainment. I'm not saying everyone in the late sixties was happy because obviously we know it's 1968. We know right. things were happening right. but from a strictly entertainment point of view, I guess free to be you. And so there's a lot of acceptance there. Yeah. And I think there's just a, just the attitude in the entertainment is very happy. Yeah. Happy. Um, and yeah, I think of monkeys or something, the monkeys, Batman, the old Batman, right. right. Those are great examples. Yeah. Those are like pop culture, late yeah, yeah, 60s yeah. stuff. Right. And this movie's kind of, you know, lifting that energy. Right. Uh, so, when you have it now, when we're used to things like you said, like, you know, the, whether it be the Avatar movies, which definitely have an anger to them. Yep. Um, or even the spoof movies in the eighties, like I said, the naked gun stuff doesn't have that. I'm not saying you need that, but when you're happy all the time, it just, it just, it runs long. This movie is not a long movie. It's 96 minutes, something like that. Yeah. It's not long, but it feels, but it long. feels yep. long because of that. And even have those interstitials in there where he's just kind of dancing, which I know they ripped off in the 60s stuff. Of course, yeah. But because of that, it makes it just makes it feel more arduous getting through yeah, this. it does. It, just not enjoyable. It's not. Like it was and in 97. I I'm really, I really am torn. You can probably hear it, hear my voice when, when I'm talking about this movie because I feel like we're cheating it. It's, it's like a victim of its own success. It's not fair. It's not fair. You're right. It's not fair. Yeah, I mean, this is a cultural issue, I think, because it was adopted. 
The Tom Arnold bit made me laugh. Yeah, that's kind of funny. I, yeah. I, honestly, because I forgot about it. Yeah, too. I forgot about it. It too. hasn't been quoted to death. Yeah. It just it just it's it's poop humor. It's very sophomoric, but it, it's funny. Yeah. Um, I agree. Elizabeth Hurley is fine in this. She's fine. Beautiful. Beautiful woman. Two, I, 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 two bad. years earlier, Hugh Grant went and found a hooker. That was the Divine Brown. Yeah, that's right. It was two years before this. Think about how beautiful this woman is. What are you, like Jay Yoda says, you know, what were you thinking? Like, what, what do you, what do you, Wait, they were dating at the time? Is that what happened? Yeah. Oh. Well, they dated the whole 90 Yeah, they were a long time couple. Like, yeah, she's beautiful. Are you insane? You didn't know, okay, back it up now. I'm going to mock you now. You didn't know Hugh I Grant forgot. was dating Elizabeth Hurley when- I forgot. I mean, this is 20 years ago. I had 23 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I know. It's such a big deal though. Nah. Well, she wasn't a big deal until these movies. And no. then I thought she was going to have a, a huge career after this. Yeah, At the time, I was like, I this woman oh. is like a fucking well, she's starlet. A big, she's a big time model. I mean, she's I know she still was, famous, yeah. but you're right. And she was older than this. She was like 32 here. Yeah. But I just, I felt like she was going to blow up. She's a nice, she's not a very good actress, but she does nah, fine. I mean, yeah, she, she gets the fine. job. What she's yeah. supposed to do in this movie, she yeah. does well. She's having fun. She's playing along. Right. Um, but the lack of anger too, that's a good, that's, a, that's actually a good point is she should have been angry at him yes. for the way he was acting. Right. And she never was. There was always a wink there. This whole movie's a wink. It is. And that's a, that's a good point. And that's why it doesn't quite work in 2020 because we don't really love that. It's, it's too meta. Because even the violence, we don't really see. Like, you know, the, no. all the people dying, on, you know, in the lair down below, you don't see that. When in The Naked Gun, you see O.J. Simpson get the shit kicked out of right. him. Right. Things like that. But with it being a wink, I yeah. think it's exactly why Mike Myers doesn't work anymore. Everything he did is was with that wink. With right. Wayne Campbell, yeah, even like the "So I Married an Axe Murderer." This he everything he's doing is hey, aren't I funny? Aren't I charming? Hey, it's me, Mike Myers. Right. I know I'm dressed up in a costume, but it's still me. Yep. Aren't we having fun? Aren't I charming? And it's you know when you're constantly winking at the audience, reminding them how smart you are. Mm. It doesn't that that doesn't it work. Old. It did work in the late '90s. That, that comedy styling was popular. Um, well, is that always, do you think that's an extension from SNL? Because that's where, that's where a lot of these movies came from. I don't. So I have a whole theory about him in SNL that I kind of want to get to. It's a good transition. Yeah. So let's talk about Mike Myers in SNL. We're not going to go into Mike Myers whole career because we're probably going to run into other Mike Myers movies. Probably. I mean, he he hasn't done many of them, but almost all of them were big for a time were, were quite large. Yeah. So his, are you, I'm a huge SNL nerd. Huge SNL nerd. I'm not. I watched, I did watch it religiously for probably... 10 years? Okay. Yeah. No, I've read like all the books. I yeah, got no, from no, New York. No, I, no. I, I'm, okay, I'm so I'm, a, I'm, a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm officially, uh, like in the last 10 years, I'm probably a little bit grayer, but um, the, I'm a huge, 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 huge. This is the time period that I probably know best. Okay. Yeah. So this was the cast when he joined. So he joined a year before Farley, Schneider, yep. Sandler, yep. Uh, all those guys. He joined a year before. And here's who was there when he joined. It was Dana Carvey, yep. Nora Dunn, yep. Phil Hartman, Jan Hooks, yep. Victoria Jackson, John Lovitz, Dennis Miller, and Kevin Nealon. That's and, funny. and he was joined. So he, when he joined, he was five years younger than the youngest person in the cast. Yeah. He was the, by far the youngest person there. And he kind of, when he joined, he, um, he was originally a featured player. And then in February, he got upgraded to cast on the cast, yeah. which is a very, that's usually they wait till after season to do it. They bumped him up early because he was so talented and they liked him so much. But and different than anybody else on there. Very different. Right. And much younger. Yeah, and, and much younger. And but uh, they they liked him a lot. But he kept to himself. He was very much just kind of like did his own thing. And a lot of people thought it was because he was so young. Well, the next year is when you have, like I said, Farley, yep. Sandler, Sandler, Schneider, yep. Spade. Those guys. Oh, Chris Rock. Those guys all join. Those guys all become super tight. And Mike Myers didn't kind of gave them. Well, he's re- kind of a senior member yeah. when they come in. And if you read between the lines, he gives him that treatment. Huh. Now, he also didn't fit in with the Phil Hartman crowd no. because some of those guys were a lot older. They had families. Oh, Phil, they had yeah. other stuff going on. Mike Myers, too, throughout all this. He's Canadian. So, you know, he, he's this also a bit coming a to a new thing. country yep. and stuff. But he, those guys and uh, Myers don't really get along. That's they, interesting. No one really talks about a ton of how I think a lot of people were afraid of Mike Myers because Mike Myers also is an asshole. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's doing SNL and they do Wayne's World. Wayne's World's a giant monster, Huge. right? Yeah. So then they rush Wayne's World 2 into production. Yeah. He writes a script for Wayne's World 2 and it ends up he ripped off an old movie. Did he really? In the 40s. They built sets. They had already started production Fucking and they found out he ripped this movie off. And, the, and then Wayne's World 2, Paramount, couldn't get permission to use this old movie's script and they had to tear down the scripts. And Sherry Lansing told Mike Myers, he says, if, I'm going to ruin your life. 
Really? You write a script like this weekend or else you're fucked. I'm going to, you're, you're, I'm going to blackball you. You wow. just cost me so much money. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. He basically wrote a script overnight. <laughs> Do they do Wayne's world two? During Wayne's World 2, he starts really big time in Dana Carvey. Now, remember, when Come he joined on. SNL, Dana Carvey well, was... Well, Dana had a, a stand-up all that time before, too. And plus Dana Carvey, when, think about when he joins. I know. This is peak Carvey. It is peak Carvey. So Carvey's want to have this fucking upstart no. giving him shit. So Dana Carvey's like, well, fuck it. They have a huge blowout on set. I didn't know that. And then I believe they still had to do SNL that same year. It was a, oh. a mess. And meanwhile, Myers also isn't tight. And meanwhile, Carvey kind of grew to like the Farley guys. Yeah. And they, they, they you know, Dennis Miller and those guys all kind of got along. Yeah. Um, they kind of like Dennis Miller and Carvey treated him like younger brothers. So they all were Mike Myers. Meanwhile, I was just like, just, just kind just of an outcast. Outcast. Yeah. Um, and not an easy guy to get along with. You hear, you hear a lot of stuff like that. And, uh, so yeah, Myers and those guys just never got along. That's crazy. And he's kind of a cold fish with that stuff. I guess. Um, yeah. Just a famously kind of difficult guy to deal with. Yeah, there's you know people for a long time were afraid to stand about him because he was such a huge star. Yeah, oh of course. But think about all those Adam Sandler movies. Think about all the guys I was just thinking Adam that, Sandler uses. Yeah, and at, right, Adam just like brings his friends along all the time. Let's just here, let's just make everybody money. And <laughs> everyone says Adam Sandler cannot be more welcoming. I bet. Now, yes, you might not like his style of humor. Fine, that's that's neither here nor there. But he's always willing to work people. Meanwhile, and he, yeah, he uses his clout for right for. Think about for, how often Mike Myers uses SNL people. Well. Not in this film at all. Well, Pharaoh, but they weren't in the same oh, cast. Right. Yeah, but they weren't exactly. in the same cast. Yeah, right. He doesn't use anyone, right? Yeah, I can't think. Yeah, Dana uh, Carvey, Dana Carvey that, that went bad. That's it, yeah. And then, so then during this movie, uh, when Dana Carvey saw this movie came out, he was fucking pissed because he accused Myers of stealing his Lauren Michaels impression for Dr. Evil. Oh, shit. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. That was the Lauren Michaels oh. thing. And Myers stole that from Carvey. Wow. Yeah, that's bullshit, right? That is bullshit. Fuck you, Mike Myers. Mike Myers is not a great guy. I, I guess, guess not. Uh, it's too I, bad. And kind, you're kind of a, a challenging guy to work with. And then, um, and then him, who is Paramount again? They did the uh, no Dieter from SNL. Dieter, the, yeah, of course, the yeah, dance yeah, club yeah. Guy. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so they, sprockets, sprockets. Yeah, they were going to do a twenty million dollar. They were going to do a huge sprocket movie, and they paid him twenty million dollars to do it. Okay, script's ready. They got the cast ready. Everything's ready to go. Myers pulls out says the script sucks. I'm not doing it. So Paramount said, well, fuck you. I'm suing you. And then Mike Myers like, well, I'm suing you have a huge lawsuit. Finally, they come to agreement that Mike Myers will basically do another movie. Paramount. Yeah. That movie becomes cat in a hat. Huge disaster for I everyone. Yeah, involved. I don't just, see it. It doesn't make money. It's fucking kind of, you know, yeah. tanks. And, uh, but yeah, he, he went, he was going to sue Paramount. I mean, this is a guy that, do you think he just burned all his bridges and that's why he's away? Like no. we haven't seen him for 15 years. Well, you have seen him though. He's he in, in, in glorious bastards, but he's in glorious bastards. But he like does, for five he does minutes. that love guru movie. How long ago was that, though? It was like 2009. It bombed. Okay, still. Um, he did the Shrek movies, but we don't really see him, right? No, right, right. Um, but those are early 2000s, too, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. And those were supposed to have Chris Farley, but that wasn't because of Myers. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, so that, that, right. But those, those, there were three of them, right? So those kind yeah, of stretched yeah. out for yeah, a while. Did. But still, okay, but past I'm sorry, 2010. Uh, no, I think it was supposed to be Farley, it was supposed to be Shrek, and then Farley died and Myers took over. Myers That's took what it. it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's done, he did that gong show thing on ABC. Don't even remember. Um, it. he did a re- reprisal of the show gong show, which is a, a right. game show, but he wouldn't say it was him. He, he said he was this character named Tommy Maitland. He would never break character. He basically never said he was Mike Myers, always pretended to be, but everyone knew it was him. Did he look like him or did he have like costume yeah, or makeup? It was him with makeup, but it was him. Oh yeah. It was like, yeah. but it was obviously him. Yeah. It was very odd. That's weird. Yeah. He, he also seems to be very uncomfortable when he's not in makeup. Like he has to be in. Like he did the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. He oh. did another movie as well that same year. Uh, small parts, but caked in makeup. He really seems to have a tough time. Really, the only time you ever really see him be him was actually. So I married an axe murderer. I think oh, it was right. the only time he's like a kind of a leading kind man. Kind of a normal, normal dude. Other than that, he, you know, Wayne, uh, Wayne Campbell to some extent. But once you get past those movies, he's in, he's just in makeup. Yeah. I think, I think he has some, some major identity issues as far as like who he is and, uh, like famously real in yeah. real life. Yeah, of course. He also had kids, took some time off from that. He wrote a book yeah. about Canada. Um, but I, I, I have a, I just have a real, I seem, I, I believe, cause just when you watch Dana Carvey, he seems to get along with everybody. Yes. You see other people just not really want to associate with Mike Myers. And you're like, this guy's probably, he seems he, like he ran out of, of people who would do stuff with him. I, there's always people that work with him if you, if you make money, but he seems to have run out of people in his age group that he did that 54 right. movie. 
Remember? Oh, right, yeah. That yeah. was around the same time this came out. Yeah. Uh, it was a dramatic role, but he once again caked in makeup, yeah. caked in weird stuff. And, it, you know, and it's just like, I, 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 I'm, I, Mike Myers is a relic at this point. I mean, he hasn't done anything in forever. His comedy styling is, it feels old. It's it old. old and yep. kind of just clunky watching it. Um, but in this time, you could say it was him, but him and Sandler and... Very big. Both the biggest of them. Yeah. comedy stars. Probably. Oh, Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey. Those three are the biggest comedy stars in the world at this time. Yeah. For a good five, six, seven year period. Uh, you know, that, that time has passed. Sandler still does his stuff. He has a Netflix deal. Oh, yeah. Sandler, he keeps putting Jim shit Carrey's out. gone crazy. Yeah, he's a nutball. Um, he's really lost his way. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, and then you have Mike Myers. Who's like not really doing anything. Who kind of is in the middle of it, I guess, where he's like, he's not insane like Jim Carrey, but he doesn't have... His career isn't he, like, like Adam Sandler was just in. Well, Adam Sandler was just in. Um, oh my God, what's the movie that came out last year? It was, it was oh, uh, very uh, good. Jewel, Uncut, Gems. Uncut Gems. So I mean, Which, Adam Sandler right. still has a, a, a very good career going. Yeah, he does. Um, and has all that money from Netflix. Yeah. So he definitely. It seems like the most normal guy out of the three of them ended up having the might. The of best, course, the most well-adjusted New Hampshire guy. guy. That's why. It's, maybe it's something too. I don't know. I think he so. seems to be the guy that has his his stuff. But it's funny that think about for how long Mike Myers treated those guys. Sounds like kind of gave him the cold shoulder a lot, and then look at all the friends. What if he watched those guys all be friends? Heck, that I that would I could understand. Yeah, it's tough to be the middle child. You come in yeah, and you write, right. and, and you're sort of elevated by you know by your peers, but yep. they're still they've been there longer and they're a lot older, so you can't. Really, they're not your peer group. You're not going to hang out with them, probably. Right. I mean, I would, but he he, he didn't no, feel like I, that. I, maybe they didn't want to hang out with him. Maybe, we don't know what maybe. happened. We don't. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. Like, and then some of these guys comes in and they're a bunch of bunch of kids, and even though they're the kind of the same age, they're still you're elevated above them, and you want to maintain your place. Young. Right. By all accounts, oh, yeah. Mike Myers always acted very professional. Yeah, and was very much like oh. put together and stuff. Yeah, fucking Sandler's a goofball, of course. Farley's Farley's a goofball. Farley was taking shits outside the window and 30 rock. I mean, like, you know, it was just madness. It sounds like by all accounts, it was just insanity. And so I mean, you know, it's also right. He really was the middle child. He was then the oldest children moved out. They did. And he was, if you like, he was still doing the show in 1995. He probably felt like he couldn't have as much fun as though. Like he had to be put together. Yeah. You wonder if there's an element of that. Because he's like, you know, now he's the role model. I don't know. It's by all accounts. It seemed more like he was like better than. Oh Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. But yeah, I think you're right. Middle child syndrome is a great way to put it. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's exactly what happened. And then he, yeah. And then he, he did this, but yeah, I got, I, I got, I got to, you're right. I got to agree. I got to say C minus this movie. C minus. Well, I hit the do- the bottom five. We've seen some shit, but, uh, but it's not, this was not an enjoyable, enjoyable film. Wouldn't recommend you go back and watching it. I will say one thing. If you are yeah. a really young listener and for some reason you, I don't know how it's just possible. I also don't know what young, if you're really, you know, in your early twenties and you somehow have kind of not es- Luke Besson young, but, right. uh, <laughs> and you somehow have escaped hearing all these quotes. And I guess you also have an interest in late sixties culture. <laughs> Go check it out. It's yeah, funny. Maybe it'll make you laugh. But I also wonder if that time is now so far in the rear view, that late sixties stuff, it, it like, it wouldn't be re- at all relevant. No. To, and, Cause think about it. Late sixties in 1990, you know, it was 30 yes, years ago. Right. Now we're talking 50 years ago. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's a pretty far reach. It is a far reach. Yeah. 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 People have nostalgia for the nineties. Now they don't have nostalgia for the sixties. Right. That's a great point. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I, you know, a lot of those people that would have enjoyed that are, you know, older, you know, dying. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. I think anybody who enjoys this film should, should die. No, that's not true. No, that's, no. Oh, it's, this is, I know I'm just joking. You're looking up something though. Are we moving on to, Oh, we are moving on. I think so. Are you are you good with I'm this? I'm good. Yeah, I think I'm done with uh, with talking Austin Powers. All right, me too. Um, one thing I do want to talk about, though, is Sword and Scale. That's right. Um, so we talked about uh, this on Wednesday, but their great news is they're sponsoring us again uh, today. Uh, Sword and Scale is the longest-standing true crime podcast. Um, this is uh, something that I listened to before they sponsored us, which is really cool. Yeah. Pretty rare that you get to... Uh, you know, do a read for something you enjoyed before, you know, before they reach out to you. Uh, this is great. Uh, I told Laura, my wife about, about this and she was super excited. She, she loves the show. It's a really interesting podcast because they take these true crime stories, but then they mix in, you know, interrogation audio, nine one one calls. And it feels, you feel like you're there. I mean, you get the real you know, life shit in there. Real life. Nine one call. People yeah. are you know, freaking out on the phone. It's, it's, it adds a level of terror Definitely. that you don't get. If you just, someone's just kind of telling a story, uh, sword and scale practically invented the podcast genre back in 2014. Um, their host and creator, Mike Boudet, he, he narrates each episode. He really kind of fully immerses the listeners. It's, uh, it, it's a really, it, it crafts his real life story. And it, 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 it 
kind of brings these monsters to life. It, it's terrifying. Terrifying. Uh, really, really good podcast. Sword and Scale available bi-weekly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today and leave them a review. That's Sword and Scale, also available at swordandscale.com. Subscribe today and give a listen. Sword and Scale, proving that the worst monsters are real. Hanson, um, kid band yeah. from uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, the brothers Hanson. I don't remember their names. I don't. I don't give a shit. But we, you had like seventeen-year-old, fifteen-year-old, and and thirteen-year-old by this time. And you know, one of them plays guitar, one of them plays keyboards, one of them plays drums, and they all play together, kind of like the Jackson Five, except for the Jackson Three, and they have way less talent. Um, so Hanson started a group when they were much younger, like, you know, early 90s, 91, 92. And they came out with two independent albums before this one, but they played... Sa- so and they, they actually they started at acapella, so the three of them would go around singing doo style or, like, pop tunes, covers that they would do in, like, malls and shit. They end up playing South by Southwest and were signed. Um, so when they were signed, they recorded Middle of Nowhere which is the album that this is their, it's technically their third album, but like I said, the first two are independent. So this is really their debut this is their major first real, yeah. album. And this thing sells 10 million fucking copies. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, there's something about like, like, like no, something novel, I think about kid bands. And so you, you, I wonder if they were just a couple years older, they were kind of getting to the point where the eldest was, you know, you're a couple years, two years later, and maybe he's closer to 20 years right. old. And maybe the, the novelty sort of runs out and you're not, you, you, you know, when they're kids, you sort of forgive their skill set more, but then, you know, when they start to get to young adults, it's kind of like, is this, is this, the novelty's gone. So does, is there anything about this that has lasting qualities to it? And I would say, no, there's a huge difference between them and, and the Jackson five who, you know, Michael Jackson's like 11 years old singing. I think it's a wildly singing. unfair comparison. You think so? Who are phenomenal um, playing their instruments. And, and Hanson is just kind of this like hack group with this hack song. Um, so do you like this song? I, I think you're being unnecessarily harsh in this song. I think this song is for what it is for what it is, which is a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of little kids playing music. They're not that little though. All right. They're not that little teen teenagers, whatever playing music. I think it's about as good as you're going to get for what this is and who this is marketed to. I think this song and a big reason why is, is I, okay. It's two things. One thing is the dust brothers. Yeah. So I wanted to bring them up. Yeah. So the dust brothers, um, famous for producing like Paul's boutique, Paul's boutique which is, which is like a bunch of different, as much as Matt loves. Okay. Computer. I have that yeah, kind yeah, of love yeah. for Paul's Boutique. Paul's Boutique might be my favorite album it's ever. It's a great album. So, no doubt there. Yeah. Yeah, and so they get a lot of leeway about that. But that they produce this album kills me. It's like you you lose your artistic credibility when you oh, do something like this. Oh, that's not true. This, not to this me. Al- this, I think, okay. The other thing is I, I kind of like these guys. I, I, I did kind of a deep dive. Uh, I, okay, I don't love their music. They That's did, all right if you they love did a music. cover of uh, Optimistic by Radiohead. One of our listeners, Eric, pointed out. If oh, you, really? Yeah, I haven't ch- listened to it. Check it out. I didn't check it's it. I did not, go through the discography. It's not terrible. It's I'm the, sure it's not bad. It's yeah. interesting. Uh, uh, Optimistic is a song from Kid A from yeah, Radiohead. of course. So it's kind of funny they did a cover. But uh, I'll read you some quotes later. But the, I kind of like these guys. Um, and uh, I, I like these are guys I would like. To, I would love to go like have like a beer with or whatever. Just like talk to. Okay. Big sigh. They seem like really down to earth in on the joke dudes. Yes. Like they kind of know what they've got. Yeah. You know? And I appreciate that they're fa- they're family men at this point. Yeah, they're all um, all, have all a- happily married with a bunch of kids and like really do seem not very dicks. down to earth. Not dicks they're at never, all. Never. You never hear about no, them not, anywhere. No, not like, like you know, TMZ bullshit, like no, you know, Aaron Carter, none of that. No. you know, all this bullshit. Right. No, and I respect that. I totally respect that. But when I think about this just the same thing we have to do with the music. I, th- I think about this song in the context of me as an adult listener listening to this piece of trash. Yeah. It's hard for me. This is worse than the fucking Macarena. No, because, yes, that is horrible. They that were is, no, no, absolutely, the Macarena, absolutely not. No, the Macarena I, I, tongue in no. cheek. 
Tongue in cheek. This, this is not tongue in cheek. They were serious about this motherfucker. Mbop. That's bullshit. This song. This song. Have enjoyable. you read the this fucking this, lyrics? This the lyrics are rough. Oh, the lyrics are Macarena. No, it's not like fucking Spanish. No, it's just Spanish. There's just joking around and like and some like so you know, some crazy broken they English. Mbop in Spanish is good. No, 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 no. They weren't singing syllables. They like they the Mbop is because they were thinking about doing Mbops behind another one of their songs. It's it's not because they were trying. And then they're like, ooh, that kind of sounds cool. It's a little Beach Boysy. Let's make a song out of it. Let's make this stupid like four chord song out of it. That's fucking repetitive as shit. I think there's some layers to this song. There's no layers to this it, fucking it, song. In the way it's the way it's maybe the way it's mixed. If I'm saying that right, the, the, with is the Dust Brothers doing it, is it, 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 it the record scratches? No, it's just it's it's not like the other teen songs we heard. Is that what you like? The layers? What the fuck are you talking about? Okay, you bopper. I will. Let me explain before you stop making that fucking horrible noise. Uh, okay. So when you listen to some of the other teen stuff we hit, like that Full House song, that horrible, that, <laughs> yes. remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, you know, other other kind of teen songs, even like New Kids in the Blocks and the stuff we've covered. Yep. It's, there, there, there's a lot more going on with this song uh, underneath the lyrics than there are in those songs, I feel like. I feel like there's like a couple of things going on. I really, no. I, I, I think there's like something about the melody that's like not... <laughs> bad I, i'm like oh, this isn't so bad for what this is this isn't so bad okay what layers are you talking about i guess layers isn't the right word but it sounds like there's it doesn't sound like there's a cheap it doesn't sound no, cheap, it's cheap to me it's cheap it sounds way less cheap, cheap to me than well like you do have tough or what i don't know what song do we do kids in the box uh, i think it was hanging tough was it hanging tough? yeah i think or, you're right or, yeah hanging tough sound terrible the other uh well think, hanging I tough I is 10 years these before songs, this. but think about the songs in our bottom five those horrible teen teenage boy yeah, yeah. songs those songs, like I said, you heard, you heard like a Casio drum machine. It just sounded so cheap and tinny. Well, those this are, those are It earlier. sounded like a bit more full. Technological, though, you had a better, you had better mixing tools and stuff. You had a better, that's what I'm saying. Better it sounded, sound. there's more shit going on in those songs. But that has nothing to do with them. That has some, everything to do with like recording techniques at the time. Like and the Dust Brothers came in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, that, well, that alone elevates it to better than these other but songs the Dust, we've covered. The Dust Brothers didn't Dust, Dust Brothers might have mixed this to sonically a better place, but there's no there is no product okay, so the production quality might be better, but there's no orchestration difference to this. Like the actual quality of the you know the the engineering might be better, but the construction of the song is not. Like it's a four chord song. And and with a terrible with like they can't even write a fucking chorus. It's umba. See, we're talking about two different. I'm just saying the construction, the 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 bottom of the song. That's how I guess I. You say like I'm, the sonic quality of the song song is better, but that's an engineering technique. Yeah, that, that's that's. But that's not like that's not that doesn't. It's yeah, part but, of the song. It yeah, just sounds have, better. It's they like, have they have better engineering technique than Peter Peter Gabriel did in the '80s. But Peter yeah. Gabriel's songs have a shit well, ton more co- depth. You, yeah, you, of you, but, no, but I'm just I'm using the comparison. Like there's the orchestration, meaning the components of how everything fits together, and the recording quality. I mean, yes, the recording quality of this is better than the Beatles, but the Beatles songs are but better. The, right, but um, of course. But you have I'm, I'm only I'm not comparing it to the Beatles or Peter. I'm comparing it to other teeny bopper songs from from you know like from the late the late '80s. Like That's rough. Oh, that's that's uh, Toadies, right? This is uh, Silverchair, who oh, Silver were, Chair, who were like 14, 14 at the time. Sorry. Yeah, same time period. Yes. So, I mean, it, like, that's a better song. Of course, I had that album. That's, that, that, that's a much better song. Yeah. I never had, you know, Mbop. You didn't have Van Hansen. No, I, yeah. Uh, I was saying the album. Uh, this I, is, I did, I did uh, tomorrow or something. Uh, it is, what's the fucking name of the? Flowers for Algernon or something. <laughs> I think it's Flowers <laughs> Middle of Nowhere. Middle of Nowhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, it's just a shit song. It really is a bad song. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, I give that like whatever. There are children at this time, so yeah, okay, I get that. But like, but still, it's a shit song. It's also like a poppy kind of just, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the people. <laughs> it's not. It's not good. The it's people just, that like this song grow up to like this. I don't hate Jack Johnson. Oh my god! Yeah, sorry, what man. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Oh, he's the worst. He's not. He's, he's adult not. contemporary. He's not. fucking drivel. He's not. I. The, the, stupid people like this music, no, and you're not a stupid guy. I'm very bright. You're a very no, bright guy. I, you I can't agree. like Jack Johnson. I do. You can't. There's that one album. No, I, oh. My college years. I would say in college, I would say Jack Johnson. Oh, Matt almost like just broke his phone. He's like clutched his phone so hard, almost snapped. I'm, I might vomit. <laughs> 
I, yeah. I actually don't. Okay, I'll put this way. Jack Johnson was playing like here in New Hampshire, not I like would Boston. I would punch go. that bitch. I'd go to Jack You'd go see Jack Johnson. Yeah. I would punch him. Pop a couple no, of holes, hang I, out, say some Jack Johnson, play some mud football. <laughs> I've never felt more violent towards anybody in my life than Jack Johnson. He is like the epitome. Oh, he's cool, man. Just chill out. <laughs> well, tell me what to do, Jack Johnson. Go back to fucking surfing. Oh, you piece of shit. Oh, I he don't mind him, man. It's the it, worst. It's 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 not that. It's great. Like I, he and he yeah, knows he, he's yeah. like oh, I'm gonna make the panties wet. Like he he knows that he thinks that about himself. You know how many games of Beirut I played in college to Jack Johnson in the background? Like it it do, it, do, it does help with the ladies in college too. Yeah, you're yeah. not wrong. Yeah, you. Uh, I didn't need any help with the stuff. fucking ladies from Jack Johnson. I'll tell you what. No, you're Radiohead scaring them off. I didn't. <laughs> beep bop, beep bop. <laughs> <laughs> Women are running out of the door. Beep bop, beep bop. <laughs> I love your Radiohead sound from now on. me and me beep beep. Oh uh, Jesus! I don't Jack Johnson, man. I, yeah, yeah. You're, oh. probably, you're probably the wrong. You're not. You're not, you're not winning me over with you've that. You've never been wrong, more wrong on anything that you've ever said in your <laughs> life. And Jack Johnson is good. What? It's not, oh, actually, I kind of enjoy I, it. I, like, I feel like I need to purge when you say that. Like, I really, I do want to like stick my finger down my throat and just vomit that out so not that I don't often, have to I wish it. these were videoed, but you did cut <laughs> your phone and it almost broke. I was like, oh shit, I'm bent. I'm like, oh no. He's oh, mad. I know. I, 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 yeah, maybe I, look, I, I, I Jack Johnson, I'll defend more than Hanson. <laughs> Uh, Jack Johnson. I, I hope we get to Jack I Johnson so Jack I can Johnson destroy CDs. him. I bought his CDs. I would never buy a Hanson oh, CD. He's the most derivative piece of shit. Oh, that's fine. It's good stuff. <laughs> no, it is. There's a certain it's, mood. It's, it's good yeah. stuff. It's stuff. We're so good. <laughs> I can just sit on the beach in my sandals. That sounds great. Yeah. Fucking a. What, what are the comparisons you have? You could kind of compare other <laughs> no. things I oh. like too. I, I probably. <laughs> Three Grammy nominations for this fucking album. Yeah, it's a two probably, for this probably song. Probably three too much. <laughs> oh, two for this song. That's not, that's oh. not a good, not a good call, dude. Like a bunch of critics had this in their like number one for like a VH1, Rolling Stone, it's, it's, like number one for uh, okay. for ninety seven. That's ridiculous. I think and then you had like more... top twenty, uh, number twenty in terms of, in the decade poll on VH1. Like a lot of critics like this song. I don't get it. I, I all kidding aside, I do think there's more to this song than you're giving credit for. I'm I'm say, I'm not agreeing with that. I mean, I'm the guy but, that deacons. Like I I I look. I, I really you, I look for come into this no. with a bit more. There's nothing here. It is vapid, dude. It is vapid. And I, so the, the Dust Brothers thing is, is, is an enigma to me. Like, I don't understand what favor they pulled in order to get the Dust Brothers here. Because you're, you're talking about, like, Odelay is a great album. Yes. And fucking Paul's a Boutique f- is a great a album. Few of those they did, a, they did the Guero, Fight Album. Uh, fight Album uh, soundtrack. Fight soundtrack, fight soundtrack. Which fight is album. a phenomenal yeah, yeah. Uh, score. Yeah. Uh, no, the, uh, the Guero, my press name right? G-U-E-R-O. Uh, yeah, Guero, I think. It's, it's and they did uh, Midnight Vultures. Midnight, they did a yeah. bunch. Yeah, I mean, they're some great Beck albums. And obviously, Paul's Boutique is yes. maybe the best album ever. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, know, I was. It's I a little bit of a weird. It is. It is. Like someone, they fucking he slept with someone. They slept with someone's wife or something. And the Hanson boys, maybe that not. No, one? maybe the Hanson Hanson's like parents or something. Let me. Can I read you a Hanson quote here? Because I, I, I a like Hanson quote, like from from Hanson. Yeah. I no. I, let, me, let, me, let me just say the song the, is shit. They seem cool. The younger here's what the youngest brother Zach said. He's like, we've made choice. Did they basically today show reached out to them in like 2017? Like, kind of where are where are you now? Kind of thing. It's like, hey, we made choices to be defined not by who we are, but by things we make. When people think of Mbop, they don't think like, oh, that guy was dating Kim Kardashian or I saw him on TMZ. They, yeah. think, they think of the music. It's not by accident, it's by design. Um, and I think, you know, and they play the music for their kids and their kids are like, they don't think we're lame yet, like, because they're yeah, still yeah, pretty yeah. young kids. Yeah, yeah. But like, they seem to like have a pretty good, they, I said, they're just, I just like that they're not in the tabloids all the time. They I never, agree. I'm with you on that. They you never, know, like, much respect. Yeah, I don't know. And like the old, I think the the uh, the middle child. He's in a Super band group, yeah. with a yeah, a win, like window like it's not window liquor. It's like window pane. Or but it was some other people that are decent musicians. They wouldn't have yeah, a guy from hack. Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, and, James uh, Aha. Right, uh, and some the, I listen to some of that music. It's not very good. It's but, not great. It's not for me either. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, the kids doing stuff. He must. I, I don't know. They, they, they seem like I don't know. I, I kind of pull for him. I is. I don't know. They just seem less annoying than other teen. I agree. Backstreet Boys are totally insane. agree. All that bullshit. This music to me is a much better than the boy band stuff from either the late 80s or the late 90s. Uh, this to me is is a, a notch above that. Is it great music? No. Is it would I ever listen to my own? No. But I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't like wasn't like tapping okay, my steering it. wheel yeah. driving over here. I do I couldn't I couldn't disagree with you more in terms of the quality of this particular album. They do also get props from me though for so after this they they lose their contract. 
They use the lose their album contract. Why? I'm not quite sure. I th- uh, they were touring for a while. They did a, qu- a Christmas album really fast to capitalize yeah. on their sales, which is fine. It's kind of a sellout move. They but probably whatever, got pushed out. into that. I would get. I'm sure they studios did. Studios push you into that. But then I couldn't find their next album after this. It no. got like sort of lost. Um, and I don't I don't know why. But they they, were... they lost their contract. Their next album they released independently, and it became at the time the largest sell the best selling oh. independent album ever. And then they've continued to release independently after that. So I give them props for, props for that. It was Def Jam, right? Is that who they? It got- wasn't. Uh, is that who they had the fight with? I think I it was Island Def Jam. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. They had merged right, Island. Yep. They, they had a fight with them. I, they did, and I don't know why. I don't Maybe know why. Yeah, I, tried to, I tried to look into it too. I, or, I couldn't find right. what exactly went wrong. Maybe they like there was a there could have been some sort of sell, settlement for they to get. I don't. Who knows? Maybe you it was legal what happened, reasons. Because it did kind of kill their career because it did. they never had enough. They never had that like immediate follow up. They did not. However. All that being said, I've just destroyed them for 15 minutes, and I fucking like their contemporary music. <laughs> This is fine. I like it. It's weird phrases too. It's cool. Or I like these guys. I'm rooting for them. I want them. I like this more. Or. A little more poppy. Still neat. This isn't bad. I like their new stuff. I like these guys. I like I like this stuff. Yeah. So I destroyed. I destroyed their earlier music, but uh, but I like their contemporary albums. Actually, they sound good. I like these guys. Yeah, I like them. I fucking hate that fucking Umbop song. It's a piece of shit song, and, and they you know you should own that. How about that Jack <laughs> Johnson though, right? Fucking hate Jack Johnson. But even better than that, uh, Silverchair then does a follow-up 10 years later as adults. And I love this song. Straight Line. Straight another? No. It didn't get huge. No, it's a beautiful I don't song. Straight Line by Silverchair. 2007. I love that song. Remember the frog on the cover of their album, right? Yeah, they're a frog, think, I right? I think it was. Cover frog. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, um, Silver Chairs, that, that song, I think it's Tomorrow. That's the name tomorrow, of the song. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's definitely a Nirvana ripoff when you watch oh, the is. video and it's like such, it's a, the video is even a Nirvana ripoff too. It's kind of funny. That was not the Columbia House special for me. I got was that, it? I got that album. Yeah. Uh, eight for a penny as one of the eight. <sighs> but Hanson, they're, they've done well and their new music is a lot better. A lot better. But Umbop is a piece of shit. So that's where we're at. Okay. Want to tell us about uh, what you were doing? I have something, I think, mean, so shocking. I don't think you, you don't even know about this. Really? Yeah, I think so. I like new stuff. Yeah. So yeah. this was the week I graduated high school. Yeah. But I didn't graduate high school. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is May. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. But I didn't graduate high school. You didn't? No. Like ever? I did eventually. Like, what, did you do like a GED or something? No. What? I, uh, so, yeah. So, so, like. Did you get into a fight? <laughs> no. Uh. My, my grades were not great. So we moved to New Hampshire in 89. I'm in fifth grade. Yeah. And, and right away, my grades like just went into the shitter. I just wasn't happy about the move. And I just kind of like stopped doing my homework. I just like kind of, and you know, my dad's sick too. Like we didn't, yeah. he was undiagnosed, but like we didn't know what was going on. And I was just like, I was just really unhappy. And I was just like, I'm going to just read my baseball encyclopedia or I'm going to do what I want to do and not do my homework. It was probably... Looking back on now, it's obviously a kid just like trying to get any control he could have over a situation he had no control over. Well, you must have been bored in school too. I mean, you're a smart guy. I was bored in school. Yeah, I was bored and I was just kind of like, I had no friends. I was just, just alone and just sad yeah. and lonely and probably just want to control. And then in sixth grade is when my dad gets diagnosed with cancer. Yep. And then I'm missing a lot of school. So then I'm, you know, you know, he goes into his cancer treatments or whatever stuff's going on. I'm just kind of like, just, I'm missing a lot of school. Um, to the point where like every year I remember I just be just at the brink of like having too many absences to move on. And my grades were really low. Anyway, I was kind of just barely, it was like, I just wasn't putting a lot of effort. I was yeah. putting, well, actually, what, I was putting no effort in. I was getting all, you know, A's and stuff in English and history classes I like. But then if it was like science, I'm just like, I'm totally checked out. Like yeah. I'm not doing any homework yeah. or I'm just doing the bare minimum, but they keep my, meanwhile, they keep testing me whether it be cat tests. And then they had me in these other accelerated tests and I'm just scoring off the charts in some of these tests and they keep pushing me ahead. Yeah. And because they keep pushing me ahead when it comes to like math. So like algebra, stuff like that. And some science theories, I'm not algebra took me a while, but I'm just like, 
totally checked out. Yeah. So I'm like missing whole years of schooling. And then um, I go to high school and the high school I went to was hyper competitive. It's Co-Brown Northwood Academy, mm-hmm. which is a, a semi-private school. It's half private, half public. Yeah. Some towns get in and my town was in, otherwise they never would have accepted me. And other kids pay to go there. Because of that, they can set their own rules. So they would have things like if you missed like four homework assignments, you got a detention. Like it was like really strict. strict. And, they would, and they would kick kids out all the time. So kids were getting kicked out. If you even like picked up your fist, even like, like just to joke around. Intimid- no, no, oh, no. Okay, they had okay. yeah. But if you like, like there was no, like there was no fighting on school grounds. I didn't see one. I, I like that policy. I didn't even see one kid get pushed. But if a kid was like a real asshole in class, or whatever, they just, they fucking expelled him. Like it was just, no, it was like gone. I remember a couple of kids brought senior two kids brought drugs to school, just marijuana, but they found them on it and they were gone. See ya. You're gone. Yeah. Uh, and, but you know, I never really got in real trouble, but sophomore year, my dad dies. I mean, I'm just missing I'm freshman sophomore year. I'm just missing a ton of school and I'm sure. just not in a good headspace. And, um, and my grades were just, you know, fucking horrible, except in the classes I liked, you know? Right. And, um, I also didn't know my, my going to college, my not going to college. So I kept taking these, like college level courses in like science and in math. But then like, I'm not at all prepared to be there and I'm getting just fucking, you know, I'm getting like fucking 39s and shit on tests. I'm fucking doing terrible. After my dad dies in December of 94, it's halfway through my sophomore year, come back to school. And I kind of had a refreshed attitude about things. I definitely, it was not all better, but like a lot of the, the shit I was dealing with was gone. But now I'm like five years behind everybody sure. in certain subjects. I'm playing catch up and I'm smart, I guess, but I'm not that smart. And uh, I'm just like, you know, I'm trying to do better. But then also like my friends getting their licenses. So like we're still yeah. in Boston all the time. So I'm kind of like distracted. So I'm not like saddened anymore, but I'm just kind of like, I'm just doing other things. And because also, because I'm struggling in school, you don't want to do something you're str- struggling. No, in. it's not fun. It's not really fun. So like, right. I'm just going to bounce. So yeah. like, I kind of like stopped going to classes and they people in the school kind of, I think they liked me. So they would kind of like look the other way with certain absences. And I, I would do just enough homework to avoid getting these detentions or as soon as I get the detention, but I go and the teacher would just want to just tell jokes at me. And they're like, just, yeah, it was, I think people enjoyed by having me around like my company, but like I wasn't, <laughs> but the school was great. It wasn't the school's fault. It's hundred percent on me. And, um, so flash forward to may of my senior year, and, um, I go into senior year. I knew I had to basically pass. I had like a lot of my friends were taking like two or three study halls. I, I could take one. Like I had to pat, like I, you know, I had to basically right. really start doing well. And the first semester I did just enough once again, um, typical Chris in, in high school, but you know, you, you eventually you got to pay the piper. And the second semester, um, you know, I'm once again kind of behind on stuff. I'm, I'm also like, all my friends, meanwhile, have senioritis. So they're all checked out. Oh, of course. I'm not committed to a college or anything because I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just kind of, and I'm like, but my friends are all doing cool stuff. So I'm just going to hang out with them. So I start missing classes. I'm just kind of like, whatever. So, you know, two weeks before graduation, I get called to the office and headmaster who I get along, who I, every, you know, if I see him now, we, we, you get we hog, we, I couldn't, yeah. that guy couldn't be yeah. nice. A great guy. Amazing guy. Yeah. Um, he's like, Chris, you're not going to graduate. And I'm just like, I remember just being like sad for my mom. And I'm like, Oh, well, can I just like walk? Can I just give me like, just, I mean, just walk and I'll just take summer just, classes don't, or and something. Just yeah. don't give me a diploma. Like right. just let me just walk. That way yeah. my mom can be there. So, and they're like, no, like this is Coke Brown. Like we don't fuck around kind of thing. He didn't say that, but yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, we don't, yeah. we don't, yeah. you know, this is, you know, we take academics seriously. Yeah. They do. And, yeah, they wouldn't let me participate in any of the, you know, baccalaureate or any of those things. And I was kind of like, you know, and they said, you know, usually we don't do this, but we love you, Chris. If you want to come back next year and kind of repeat these classes, you haven't, I'm like, I'm not going to. Yeah. I Cause mean, you know, these people, right. Your I was peer also, group's gone. My whole, and I was, yeah. I mean, it also would have been like, I, I was kind of a, I was class clown. Like I wasn't like this guy that no one knew. I was right. kind of, I was, I think I was guy voted loudest, most talkative <laughs> and class clown. Like I was no. someone, I, I, people knew me and yeah. I was also, you know, maybe wasn't the nicest guy to some of the <laughs> underclassmen. Like I was an asshole. Right. So like, I'm not going to go. It's almost no. like throwing a cop in with the back into jail. Like you can't do that. Like <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm good. So, um, you know, this it was awful. Like, you know, there's two weeks of my friends, all my friends and, and, uh, Matt knows like me and my high school friends are, we are super still tight. Yeah. Super, super tight. tight. Like there's yeah. six of us that are like inseparable. Yeah. Like, you know, they're all at my wedding, like these guys, you yeah. know, and they were all doing this stuff without me. I, I remember feeling so alone. My mom felt, my mom wasn't 
I mean, my she was just, at that point. I mean, she's you know I'm an adult basically, and it's just like you know she just felt bad for me, and she's like you know you got to get your shit together, but you know I'm not gonna, you know what you're going through is one any more punishment that I'm gonna give you. You're not gonna graduate. Yeah. So I mean, they took me out to Boston the night everyone graduated. It was just kind of this pathetic dinner, and it's just like, ugh. and all my friends were all going to parties, and I was too you know remember this is before cell phones and stuff, but honestly I was I remember that weekend to say the graduation on a Friday by. Saturday, I was too embarrassed to even call my friend. And you, you know, these it. people that I would call, remember this is before texting and stuff, you'd call them six, seven times a day. These people, these are guys that I still am texting with constantly. Like yeah. these are like, yeah. these, you know, the idea that I would go a couple days about texting people, it's just, it's, it's improbable. Well, it makes sense. You felt, you felt like shit. And, you know, they were, and then uh, Sunday, I remember one of my buddies reached out and says, Chris, you should come, to, we're having another party. I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm just, I'm embarrassed. I feel ashamed. I, you know, I, I'm a failure. Literally, I'm the, the, the word failure. And he's like, Chris, just come on. People are happy to see you and stuff. Like they want, you know, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know, man, like this sucks. I feel like a loser. And they're like, he said, just come out, come out, come to this. If my buddy, one of my good friends was kind of throwing a party. I was like, just come. I'm like, all right. Okay. I went and like, everyone was like, I walk out. It was like, had a cops for me. You know, it's like a mocking clap, you know, <laughs> but, but it was just like, and then 10 minutes later, I'm just hanging out with my buddies. Yeah, it's fine. And I remember feeling like, I just, at one point I was like, I just sat down, took a deep breath. Like, Oh, all right, these people, I don't know, don't, aren't like ashamed or don't feel like less than to be hang, hang out with me. Like, it was just like, oh, like Chris is an idiot. He, you know, get your shit together. What the fuck's wrong with you? And I was like, yeah, you're, you're right. I need to. And then, so I ended up going to uh, a town, this is Dover uh, High School, but I didn't go during the day off for a night class. So I want to, I didn't want to go to, I don't want to go take no. 13th grade somewhere, you no. know, even if it was a different school. I'm just like, I'm good. So you had to wait till the next school year. You couldn't even do it over the summer. I was, I was in no rush. Remember, yeah. so this is yeah, right. we talk about my lost years period yep. from 98 to 2000. This kind of leads into that. Or not, I'm sorry, 97, to 99. And this kind of leads into that. And I just had time. So I was like, I'm just going to just take classes and I'm going to actually take classes and work hard. I'm going to learn how to be a good student again. So I went and took the three classes I got all A's and I, I really just like buckled down. Yeah. I went and I just did like the, you know, I tried to make sure I did every single problem on every single homework assignment. I took the test. You wanted series. to learn it. I learned how to study. Yeah. So when I went to college, I was on Dean's list and stuff, but right. I, but I, but I did, I, I remember being in night school and being like, I don't remember how to study. And yeah. I'm only like, you know, a few months out of high school, but at a very competitive high school, but I got by just on, I only made it that far just basically on, you know, being a smart ass and being someone people like being around and also excelling at a couple subjects. Sure. Other than that, I had nothing going for me, nothing. And I, um, uh, and, but I, you know, when I was in night school, no one knew who I was. No one wanted to hang out with me. These people no, didn't know. No. Yeah. You're there for I business. Went, I went yeah. really out of my way not to be yeah. like funny or not to try to be funny in, in class. Um, I went, I just put my head down and just like worked. I yeah. didn't forward with any girls. I just, I just worked and I really, I, I, I had to relearn how to do these things. Um, how long was this for? How long did you have to do this? It was three what? classes. So like, you know how like credits are different. I remember it being like 11 cur- something. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't it was each. Let's say each semester is a credit. I basically had like 11 credits I had to get. And one of them had to be science. One of them had to be math and one could be whatever. But you didn't do this for a year. Did you? It ended up being like, a year, but I did it really slowly. I would only okay. take one class at a time, especially I at first. I remember, I think I took one at a time, then I took two at a time, just to wow, slowly ease in. Because I'm like, I really, I, I remember telling myself, like, this is my last shot. Like, huh. maybe it wasn't, but I remember being, I remember too, I graduated a year earlier than my, because I was younger. Yeah, yeah. So I'm only 17. So I, I felt like I had time. But I remember telling myself, like, eventually you're going to run out of time. And remember, all this time I'm working at McDonald's and I'm seeing people who didn't right. graduate and see what, see what, what it's like if you don't have a high school diploma. And say like, I can't, and I also didn't want a GED. I'm like, I worked too hard. I didn't go to school for 12 years. Let me at least get something from it. Of course. And I have a degree from, this is Dover High School on it. But it's, um, and I, it, I ended up graduating. This is not a ceremony, but there were three of us that got high school diplomas and everyone else got GEDs. Yeah. Um, so there were like, say, 30 people on stage and 27 of them got, but three of us got. You like actually a, went to the, to the ceremony I once? Did, I did. My, my mom. mom and my grandmother wanted, yeah. you know, and I'm like, I'll go. And plus I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I earned it. And I didn't have any of my friends. Going I didn't like go that. to my college graduation. I didn't actually. either. Yeah. But, um, but that point it's kind of passed, but I just, yeah. I felt bizarrely i felt proud not because i was at this fucking night school graduation i felt proud because i i actually was like for the first time in my academic life because when i was in elementary school i was i could read early so i got by just on being sure bright and then when everyone else could read i just got fucking lazy and i the that night school was the first time and this actually went into my work life is the first time i said oh wow i actually have to work at something and i can't just breeze by on bullshit i actually have to put my head down and work and I felt proud for working hard and I felt proud for 
learning how to do something that just didn't come naturally for the yep. first time in my life to me. And, um, but yeah, but I remember this weekend, this is the weekend we graduated and, or I didn't graduate, but I like, I've gone to reunions since like, I'm right. You fit into the Cole class. Brown has accepted right. me yeah. back as like yeah. a grad. Like yeah. I get all the privileges that a graduate sure. gets. Privileges. Um, or whatever, you know, to, I know what you, mean. you say that, but when you, I remember being 18, you're wondering, am I going to be, am I going to go to my reunion? You know, yeah. I think one of my buddies like sneak, like her just being so ashamed and just, it's like, this sucks. And you know, everyone knows you're a smart person too. And you just like, yeah. And he's no, like, felt like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? You know, all my friends, parents, all like, where's Chris? And like, you know, like, why isn't he at graduation? They all have to explain. Like, it's like, it's fucking embarrassing, man. It fucking sucks. I'm actually surprised you haven't told me this. Like, oh, hey, Chris, why didn't you delay? Uh, why did you delay going to college? I'm still, uh, two reasons, I guess. A, I'm still a little bit ashamed. Oh, that's not why I delayed going to college. I also delayed going to college a year after I got my diploma. Okay. Because I wasn't, I wanted to be ready. I'm not going to throw money away. Yeah, yeah. I was serious about like getting my fucking, ch- I also didn't know what I wanted to go for until sure. I got that. I was working with the pride 99. I didn't even know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but I was, uh, half, there's still like a good 15% of me. It's a shame. I actually, I had thought twice by telling the story, honestly, on air. Interesting. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, well, I'm 40. What am I ashamed about? But there is, there is still like some shame. This is the first time I really, first time since we, we, we've been doing this show, I've talked very personally about my dad's death and things like Dude, that. Monkey boy. See, like, is monkey fucking, boy, I have no shame. I work my ass off on that. Yeah. I, and I've done, I mean, I've done a one man show about monkey boy. I'm very comfortable talking about monkey boy. I know, boy. but it's, but just in terms of. No, you worked hard and it wasn't your fault. This, but just I, that was such a flop. Not your not your fault. That versus like high school I, I seems feel like different. peanuts. You know what? I feel I feel ashamed about high school. And I, this is my probably my biggest regret in yeah. life is because I didn't work hard. It's the one time in my life I where I didn't so I think if you work hard and fail, you have nothing to be ashamed. I have no shame about monkey ball. I'm proud yeah. of what happened to monkey ball. I'm not proud it failed, but I'm proud of the work I put into it. Sure. I left everything on the table. It didn't work. Yeah. I am so ashamed on how I, my grades in high school were terrible. And it was all because I just didn't put any effort in. And yeah, I had mitigating reason. My dad was sick and I was just checked out. And you know, that's how, that's what I needed to do to get through that situation. But it's like, man, I wish I, I wouldn't mind kind of maybe getting a, getting a redo on some of those things. Maybe, you know, I would have gotten to a better college maybe, but I'm also like, I'm really happy with where I am in life. But I did, this was the first story we told on air doing 62 of these where I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm 40. It's fine. But yeah, I, I, it's, it's a shame. It's a, I'm a little, I also honestly, be honest, I just don't think about it that much anymore. Sure. All my, like none of my friends are, I no one ever busts my balls about it for some reason. Like that's one thing that kind of like, I don't think anyone thinks about it. like we no, just because you spent four did, years together. So it was a lot yeah, like what's that they, couple weeks and they all graduated. I'm yeah. the one. So for them, it's not like they don't think of it. Right. Like I guarantee I think of it more than they do because I wasn't there. That makes any sense. But yeah, it's probably the one thing in my life. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I kind of wish I kind of had a, had a, a bit of a redo there, but, um, I get it. But yeah, but I put my best foot. I, I, I mean, I put my best foot forward after that. But I guess my lesson, the lesson there is like, just don't be lazy because you're really only cheating yourself and you will regret it. Or work as hard as you can. You might as well, you're there. Okay. Good story. There you go. Headlines then. Millie, dog of President Bush, sees Austin Powers, dies at age 12. Millie sees Austin Powers? Oh, is that a joke? Yeah, it was a joke. Oh, okay, funny. Well, yeah. The dog died on Austin? Yeah, Millie. Oh, President I don't, I don't like dog. that story. Oh, oh President Bush. Is, oh, well, President Bush was in office until 92 and then 90, you know. Oh, so five so years Millie, after. Yeah. The, uh, Dr. Millie, Millie, Millie died. Died. Oh, yeah. okay, that's too bad. I think Millie was a Britney Spaniel. Oh, okay. Those are good dogs. Yeah. Dogs. I bet it was a very good dog. Susan Lucci, mm. 17th consecutive daytime Emmy loss. We've run into that headline before, too. Not Have that, we really? Not 17, oh, maybe she won. Like, maybe finally no, she won. She just loses every year. You know, like, she finally got nominated. So, like, so I mean, we run into abortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Susan yeah, Lucci yeah. every fucking year. Well, right. Because every she, weekend, it's always she was on, I think. All my children. Forever. All, yes. 90 years. She would eventually win. She did eventually win, which is stupid. I mean, it's a fucking daytime, daytime Emmy. Who gives a shit about that? She, she got all teary when she won too. And well, just, I, well, they just threw her, her bone. I can imagine. Right? Cause you're also was able to lose her. I mean, that sucks. Well, yeah. I mean, she's on a fucking daytime program. But, but isn't it better to be nominated than not? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I don't think so. Yeah. It's like, do you, is it better to lose in the Super Bowl or losing the uh, well, AFC championship? Yeah. What's better to be the Bills or be the Jets? You know, like the Jets won a Super Bowl, whatever. To be the Bills or be a team that never be won a Super Bills. Bowl. Be the Bills. Be the Bills, go to the fucking Super Bowl five but then years in a row. Remember the four years in a row, they lost every Four year. years, I know. I know, but still. Remember you know, that though? Like that was. I do. That was crazy because I was working for a, a Supreme House of Pizza in Hooksit. 
Um, and the owners, a Greek family, were from Buffalo, and they were huge Bills oh, fans. God, really? so every oh, God, really? Oh, no. Every year, they got fucking, they just died. Supreme House of Pizza? Shop. Yep. Was it like, did they play? Did you ever like play the Supremes? No, no, no. I don't didn't know. like that kind of I'm humor? Not sh- no, they didn't like that at Diana all. Ross, I didn't like that. No, I delivered pizza for those fuckers. You didn't do it when the Bills were playing. Maybe that one last year you could have. No, maybe, I think maybe so, the fourth year. Yeah, yeah, I think so. This is the first four years of 90s, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 90, 91, 92, 93 so was maybe, the last one. Maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was, maybe it was just, just after. Could have been, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Huge Bills fans. Mm. Yeah, they swore a lot. Um, Strom Thurmond becomes the longest serving member of the U.S. Senate. 41 years, 10 months of the fucking Senate at this point. And, and he, he kept goes going. On and kept going. Yep. Then saw Austin Powers and died. Oh, God. Yeah. That joke doesn't work, by the way. <sighs> well, he, he was 99 in the Senate, right? When he died? 90 something. It could have been 99. I, I don't remember exactly. But like, you, you can't be. That's, that's fucking ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Don't make laws when you're 99 years I mean, old. Go doing? fuck yourself. Retire. It's crazy. Retire off the Supreme so Court too. 90 something people. It's just, so all it is is just old. I mean, how do these people have any idea how the world? It's no, just, they're just all jacked up on fucking, you know, whatever it is to, to get through their debates and shit. It's fucking ugly. I hate this shit. Politics is poison. You heard it here first. It really, well, you know, yeah, you don't need to, yeah. This, it's, this, is, this is hell yeah, time right yeah. now. This I don't is, even want, I can't watch, oh, I don't watch I don't this shit. It. Fuck it's everybody. Um, Except for you listeners. Uh, so, uh, so this is the Saturday episode. And then next week, we've got Harry Potter. And the Sorcerer's Stone, the first so one. the first one, of course. And then we have Heist. Yes. And we got some music. Mary J. Blige, I think, is one of them. And, and the Enrique other one is, Iglesias. Yes. Uh, I can be we're going to be in the year 2001. Uh, I think it's Thanksgiving weekend, 2001. Oh. Um, Glum time. Yeah. Maybe for some. Maybe. Not for you? It was interesting. Yeah. Anything else? That's all I got, I guess. All right, see you in the next one.